That's right, we're jumping in this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that anything is possible. This is the day that He's going to turn your situation around. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, I just want to declare over you, He's more than enough. He's the God of the impossible. He'll make it possible every single time. Amen. Amen. It's Tuesday morning, August the 8th, 2023. And I'm telling you what, we are stirred. Hannah got here 15 minutes early this morning. <laughs> Revival is in the air. A revolution is taking place. And Amen. I mean, you can tell when the Spirit of God's really blowing. Hey, I tell you what, she ain't done nothing but talked about the Lord uh, and what the Lord's been doing in her life the last couple of days. It's uh, awesome. It's, Man. I'm telling you. You just, thought you was going to come in here half asleep, and you thought, no, nope, you can't. Hannah's stirred up. We yeah, she's early. Up, I'm about to wake up earlier tomorrow. I can't let her be beating me. <laughs> Oh man! It's like no. when we sang a hymn at church the other day, and Jason knew revivals in the air. I mean, it's, it's equivalent. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. What so. was it with Jacob Swift? It was like he was refraining from talking about something. I forgot what it was, and we were like, "Revivals hit the." I'm telling you, it's stirring everywhere. Man, oh, man. Oh, the evidence man. of his goodness is surrounding us. That's it. That's but it. But it is brother. true, though. It is true. That's something that we've on, been man. talking about. Is revival yeah. will affect every single thing. Right. In our life. Yeah. And you'll either have people, you know, like stirred up like we are, the joy of the Lord on us, or you'll have people that just more or less turn their eye from it, turn their ear from it, and go the other way. So, anyway, but I'm I can't do that. that. I'm I in it. it. I told somebody yesterday, I, from what we've experienced, and I'm, I'm not trying to, right. I mean, I'm just no, being I really mean, honest. From what, honest. what we've experienced in the last month and a half, if you can't call this revival, I don't know what is. Like, I mean, it don't have to look like we always thought it had to look like That's right. um, to see what we've seen and experience what we've experienced and to, for the Spirit of God to do what He's been doing is just Amen. absolutely amazing. And, yes. um, you know, it's just, I, gosh, we don't, we can't even give you all the testimonies of stuff that's happened that's in awesome. the last little bit. Um, yeah. And just life's being saved. And, um, I mean, we had teenagers coming Sunday and nobody had an altar call. They just come in the worship. And yeah. Um, yeah. just one said, come on. And I said, all right. And we had a little, me and this one teenager had a heart-to-heart -heart Saturday. Yeah. And just kind of talking about some things. And then Sunday morning, that, that teenager come up and, I started to pray, and I said, are you ready to surrender your life to Christ? And he said, yes. Just wow. crying on my shoulder, awesome. just weeping, nobody asking. Yeah. I mean, it's just the Spirit of God's drawing. Yeah. And so, man, what a what a time to be alive. Yes. That's what a awesome, time man. to be alive. Yeah. Um, Amen. And so, whew, my goodness. That's right. Hannah's early. Teenagers getting saved. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. what? <laughs> What other evidence do you need? I mean, come on now. That's right. That's right. So I'm thankful for evidence, you know, and I'm thankful that the evidence is within us. The evidence yeah. is within us, you know. Amen. So I will say this. Um, one of the, I was listening to a revivalist uh, preacher and something that he said really stuck with me was that being in the move of God is a lot different than the move being in you. And are you just going to be a part of revival wow. or are you going to host revival inside That's of good. you? Yep. Um, and that really spoke to me because, I mean, we're all going to see revival. We're all going to be in revival as long as you're here <laughs> or yeah. Madrid or somebody's going to see it. We're yeah. going to be in the middle yes. of revival, yeah. every single one of us. But are we going to let that revival be in us? Come on now. Get inside Amen. of us. That's right. And that was like, whew, 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. a whole different ball game That's when right. the revival's inside of us because it. if it's inside of us, then it's like a tornado. Like what was it? Gretchen said she was married to a tornado. Married <laughs> to a hurricane. <laughs> a hurricane. Yeah. Yep. I mean it is. I mean yeah. it will it will affect every single thing. Yeah. That's amazing. I was talking to Lance yesterday and um we was just talking about what the father did yesterday Sunday morning and um just the spirit of God being poured out and um, his statement. I'll just say, is, is it all right just to read? Because yeah. it kind of sums up how I feel. He said, I'm literally jerking inside of the thoughts of what is about to be done in your region. It will have a mega impact on this move of God that's happening across the world. And I'm just, I mean, I'm just, um, I'm so stirred. Yeah. And I just, I've never been a good, I'm just going to be honest with you, a good evangelist. That's always been my weakest thing because I'm not like, if it's somebody I'm pastoring or somebody like that, I mean, yeah. I will love on them till I blue in the face. I mean, I'll talk to them, but walking up to strangers, I've never been good at. And in the last month, the Lord's been doing so many things in my own heart. I just talk to anybody. Like I've always talked to anybody. Yeah. But now I'm just like, I mean, yesterday we was at the hospital and uh, I mean, we just even had a chance to talk to the janitor while we wow. were ministering to some, um, while we were sitting there praying and talking with a gentleman and it's just like, you know, sometimes just ministering is asking, you got anything we can pray for, you know, yes. and it just opens so many doors. And um, I mean, I know the spirit of God's being poured out and I know people are hurting, people are broken and we have the answer and we have the solution. His name is Jesus. And it's time that we stop keeping it in a box and pretending like we can only open it on Sunday morning. Yeah. That's it. And so it's just um, revival for me is not good services. Revival for me is transformed lives. Amen. And Amen. that's what we're seeing. We're seeing people transformed. We're seeing hearts changed, um, conversions. We're we're seeing it all, and um, it's just bigger than big services. It's what Hannah just said. It's hosting the revival inside of us, and that's what we've been talking about. We're not interested in good services. We're interested in transformation and a hungry body and a remnant that's rising up in the earth. And so that's what we're seeing, friend. I mean, we're seeing that's it. Right. We're seeing it manifest. Amen. Um, one, of the, one of the things for me was even— Thursday and Friday night at VBS, we, um, I don't know how much Jason and Ms. Gretchen was able to share. We had an awesome VBS. It was um, exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good word for it, exhausting, but man, it was awesome. Um, and we had about 100 kids come through roughly. I think just 95 to 100 kids, somewhere around that area come yeah. through. But we probably, um, at any given time, had 30 to 40, 50 adults wow. serving. Yeah. And for me, that's that's markers of a move because there's hungry people who's willing to give up their, I mean, I know multiple people in that, that 30 or 40, 50 were running off a of three hours sleep each night. Cause they're also waking up at two o'clock to go to work and they're here at the church till 10 30 serving. Yeah. So, I mean, that's wow. hunger and yeah. that's what the spirit of God will do in a people that's hungry. And so I just, I'm so stirred right now. I could tackle hell with a squirt gun and <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome, man. I mean, you love to see people, um, engage themselves in uh, opportunities to work for the Lord wherever that's at in the local body and also out here in our communities because you know there's I believe there's always going to be people to fill the need that needs to be filled in the kingdom of God because the Lord can use how many ever mm -hmm. and you know it's just so important for people to realize he can use how many ever but he wants to use all of us yeah. you know he wants us to be a part of what's going on within the within the kingdom of God that's within us right now. And I mean it's just so important for us to realize that. So Amen. All right.
Alrighty, well, um, we were supposed to do this yesterday morning, but um, we were gone. Because I'm not going to lie, um, I took a morning off, and I let Hannah have the whole morning off, too. I said, let's just both, <laughs> Gretchen and Jason is more than capable to host a show for a morning or a broadcast. And yeah. Roger came in and produced, so we thank all them for doing that yesterday and giving us a little bit of break. Um, Amen. VBS on this, old, <laughs> on this old person was rough. Uh, <laughs> this young person, too. <laughs> I had to be Luigi. <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't even like, I guess until you've never done it, like three days of those services where you had to bring such energy to the table. Yeah. It was exhausting for me. Oh, I can only imagine. It I've, was. I've I'm, seen videos. Oh, my yeah. gosh. We we had dance parties. We had all this. But um, I think we had about 10 to 12 come up and give their hearts to the Lord that Friday night. That's awesome. And so. Man, that's uh, real worth it, brother. It was it was amazing. Um, my arms still don't lift up past four, <laughs> ninety degrees. Uh, <laughs> as far that that water slides, what did me in? I think that was rough. Um, but it was so good. But we have these two backpacks that are to be drawn for. We haven't done this yet because Friday we wow. we postponed it till Monday because we actually did three questions to get all the questions wrapped up. Yep. And so that and then leading to Mr. Bjork the last part, we didn't have time to draw. So we're going to draw this morning. So are you all ready to draw for this two backpacks? Yes, all sir. All right, who's going to win these two backpacks? We're spinning, we're spinning, we're spinning. That's making me dizzy this early in the morning. Uh, Brother Wales won Brother it. Brother Wales. Well, listen yeah, to that, Brother amen. Wales. Hopefully uh, listen this morning and hear his name called this morning on those things. How That's about awesome. that, Brother Wells? You won these two backpacks full of school supplies. I'm sure you can find good use to it over there somewhere. Uh, and so congratulations, Brother Wells, on winning those two backpacks. Uh, a couple of announcements to make here. East Main Gospel Concert's coming up. Another one. It's going to be a great one. August 18, 2023. I saw pictures of the Greater Vision one, and it was packed out over there. Yeah. So praise the Amen. Lord for that. Um, this one's the Edwards family, uh, Troy, Burns and fam Troy and Burns family, and then the Wilbanks. Um, so I know the Edwards family does a great job. I'm not familiar with the other two, the Troy Burns family and the Wilbanks. So do you know those, Josh? I do not. Yeah, I know no, the... I I mean, the Edwards families are worth to probably go listen to them by themselves. If there was not even another group, be worth listening to the Edwards family. They do a fantastic job. Um, and so that's going to be August 18, 2023, 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time on East Main Street between the Sicilian Bank and the Jack Thomas House. Free admission. Um, and then, of course, we got our Harvest Now crusade coming up here right around Amen. the corner. It's five weeks. Brother Billy, make sure he stressed that Sunday night. I loved it. <laughs> five weeks. Um, we're going to be there, um, be praying, be seeking the face of the Lord for souls and more souls. That's September 10th, 11th, and 12th. Amen. Hannity, got any more announcements? Uh, I had a text come in about our revival conversation. Yeah. Miss Lisa Ashbaugh said, praise the Lord, guys. Kind of like fire shut up in your bones. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, it is it fire. Is. Yes, it is. It is for Hannah. She got up early. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that fire woke her up. So. That's right. Well, Amen. I did. I also did pray because I really do. Like, I want this to affect every part of my life. And so I actually did pray last night. I was like, Lord, tomorrow morning, I just want to have a, a day where I start, like, energetic and you. And yeah. So he Man, came through. Amazing. You could awesome. turn into a morning person. <laughs> may, Revival may turn you into a morning person. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's not typically a morning person? No. But you wake <laughs> up early and come to the, sh come no. to the broadcast every day. 
Oh man! Well, right, it's dude. the Lord. Hold on. It's Hold the on. Lord. There. I'm not in control of my own right. body. <laughs> There's a difference between um, coming in energetic. Yeah. When the saints come marching in, and when the saints come dragging in. There's <laughs> there's two different things. Most of the time, it's dragging in, and then it's like that seven o'clock rooster hits, and it's like, all right, let's go. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it. That's yeah. It. If you could see us before the rooster crows, <laughs> I know. It's yeah. like you're preserving all of your energy. Uh, <laughs> But no, I mean we are we are excited, and um, when we say God's doing stuff, um, great things in people's life, we mean it. Uh, I mean it's yeah, it's the real deal. What's going on? Madrid was off the chain Saturday Sunday night. Just what God did down there too, just powerful, just yeah. powerful. Did you time. get the double dip? I did. I went there too. Well, and I was just so thrilled about all the pastors. Yeah. I mean, I think there was eight pastors, eight churches represented or something like that. I mean, and he called all the pastors up to pray for them. And I, I mean, I just, when I seen in Brother, uh, even Brother Jack blessed my heart, sure. you know, tremendously about what uh, Lance felt the Lord was, uh, showed him that afternoon. Then Brother Jack stepped up and said that. I mean, it's, uh, and they're having a, a tent meeting. When was that tent meeting? It's going on right now. Going on this right week. now at Caneyville. So. Yeah. Anyway, that if you're correct. over in that area, you know, I'm sure. Watershed Road. Okay. So uh sure they'd be blessed to have you over in that area if or if you want to make your way over there as well. I know I know you'd be uh you'd be blessed by it. So let me see if I can find out what time that starts. While sure. you're doing that, I'll go ahead and give this out too. I know uh, brother Roger Gooster sent out a text yesterday and actually uh August 8th, 9th, and 10th, they'll be there at the Lawson Valley Amphitheater, 500 Carol Gibson uh, Boulevard, or way over there in Litchfield, 6.30 nightly. And actually Wednesday night, uh, Brother Roger will be uh, ministering and music, and actually it says uh, word as well, so I don't know if he's going to be saying testimony, maybe just through song or whatever. So if you're out that way and you can, I know they'd love to have you. So Yeah. Then uh, if it, if there's any kind of rain or anything that hinders that, they're going to move everything to uh, Decker Holiness Church at Decker on Decker School Road. So awesome, anyway, awesome! So. And that tent revival in Caneyville right now is happening at six thirty p.m. nightly. That's awesome. And so uh, Jeremy Paul let me know that, and I was looking it up on Facebook. So thank you, Jeremy. Um, so you got a couple of opportunities to go to some tent revivals. I'm That's I'm right. still. I know you all have uh, the prayer with pastors tonight. And, yep. Okay. Um, my heart's a little bit still <laughs> healing because y'all keep scheduling them on elder meeting nights. I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> man, man. I want to go to it so bad. Um, yeah. But Billy said, well, that's that gets you back for uh, man up being scheduled on Thursday nights. I, said, I have no control over that one. <laughs> hey, just have your elders meeting there. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Come on, leaders. Here where we're going. So I know. was just thinking they don't need me for that first thirty minutes. They don't need me at all, really. But you know, they don't need me for that first thirty minutes. I'd come pray for thirty minutes and then head over here. No, I uh, mean uh, if it's anything like the last one. I mean, the last one was amazing. So. I mean, just rub it in a little harder. Thing. Just take, no, I mean, take that dirt no. and rub it in the woods. She's like, brother, I mean, great things are happening. You know, it is. You're at there. It's just, you know, you want to be a part of it everywhere. Ain't that amazing how you actually want to be? Why? Because that's your family, too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the family of God. So it's like, even though you know you can't make it everywhere, it's like, man, I just hate that I missed it. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. You know what? I I feel like, I'm, I mean, we didn't talk about this at all. So, yeah. Um, but I feel like, the Lord's doing so much stuff right now. If there's anybody um, that wants to share their testimony, just text me. 
And I'll get I'll read the testimony over That's the air. Two seven oh two three zero six three three seven's my number. You can text me anytime this morning. We'll read your testimony, what God's doing in your heart. Um, if you want me to say your name or not say your name, that's fine. I don't, I mean, whatever, but, um, I'm going to shout it to the rooftop what God's done in my life. Amen. Yeah. And so if anybody's got something they want to share and just testify and give thanks to the Lord, I'll be happy to read that out this morning. Um, and so it's a little bit difficult to, I would say I would let people come on the air, but I can't do that because I can't answer the phone and do everything else at the same time. So yeah. if I had a producer here, we could maybe do that. But right now, best I can do, text me, 270-230-6337. What is God doing in your life right now? Um, Hannah's Hannah's woke up early. Like, that's number one <laughs> this morning. Oh, Lord. We're going to pick on her forever, ain't we? It is. No, I'm not. I am not. Like, I'm actually praising the Lord for that because I kid you not, that is something I really struggle with. It's not... Like, it's actually pretty bad how much I struggle with it. Like, wow. it's like I want to get up so bad, but it's like I'm I'm serious. It's like I get attacked every single morning. Like, I, I mean, it's I know it's not just me. Other people struggle with it, but I feel like I struggle with it to like a worse extent. And wow. I, I, I literally have asked people for prayer for it because I feel yeah. like every morning is when I'm just like attacked. Right. <laughs> and I know it's because the enemy doesn't want me to get my word. The enemy doesn't want me to, you know, have joy in the morning because right. that starts out your whole day. Amen. So that yeah. really is a testimony for me. I know we yeah. joke about it, but hey, one time her and Ethan was over at the house, and <laughs> me and Heather and Ethan and Hannah and Cloud and I don't know, maybe another kid or two was in the living room. And then you look back and <laughs> Hannah's asleep, and so Ethan's like, "Watch this." <laughs> Ethan has like a whole conversation with her. She don't talk back. She will not wake up. Like, I mean, she is the soundest sleeper I've ever been around in my life. Uh, me and Ethan had to go on a holy mission that night. Um, and so we had to go help somebody. And we barely woke her up till her was leaving. Uh, <laughs> so whatever she says, she got up. It's the Lord. Like, it's really the Lord. I've, I've seen it firsthand. Ethan's like, watch this. <laughs> so you can testify to that. You know it's I the Lord, I testify right? with yeah, him. He knows. <laughs> All right. Um, and so, but no, I mean, God's doing great things. Like I said, we've had... 10 or 12 saved during VBS, um, somewhere in that area. And we had the, um, I mean, I really don't, I couldn't even tell you everything that God did Sunday morning. Like there was so much stuff going on. Yeah. And then I, I, I don't know how you say I woke up or got up. I don't know. I mean, I just remember, uh, I remember Brother Lance saying that he's going to pray for some of the leaders. And that's about the last thing I remember for about an hour, I think. And then I woke, got up from the altar and um, I'm not a crier. And I wept like, I mean, I wept. And right. then I look up and here's Jacob weeping behind me and Hannah and Heather's weeping over there and Joe's crying right here behind me. And then there's like a whole slew of people there and people over there and people praying for this person. Over, and it was like that the whole morning long. Yeah. Like it's it was, awesome. it just never stopped. Yeah. And it was just amazing. What, and I'm not trying to you just talk about what God's doing, but I'm just saying it's like, it's in our heart. This is my testimony yeah. right now. And yeah. People's being activated. We really yeah. needed that. Um, I'm really thankful that Lance took the time to pray for our leaders and, Pray for Aaron because yeah. we need that. And I, I just want to encourage anyone listening, if this is touching you and, you know, your heart is in revival right now, to just pray. Please pray for your leaders Amen. because we need it. They need it. Uh, pastors need it. And I just, that that touched me. Like, that was one reason I couldn't stop from weeping was, I mean, for one, what the Lord was doing in my own heart. But just looking around, seeing what God was doing in everybody people that I've that we've been praying for yeah. leaders that we've been praying for that just were having a divine encounter with the Lord getting refreshed getting restored getting 
um, revived, (laughs) getting strength when, you know, it, every single word was on point that was, we knew it wasn't Lance speaking to us. It was the Holy Spirit. It was God speaking to us because every single word that was said was spot on directly for Bethel, Mm -hmm. (laughs) directly for what we needed that morning. And so, um, I'm really thankful. I'm thankful that he took the time to do that with the leaders. It's awesome. And I mean, I think every church should be praying for the leaders and the yeah. pastors and, and all those um, that help facilitate the growth and the maturity of the belief of yeah. the people there, because you, um, you fight a heavy battle. I yeah. mean, you really do. I mean, you're, 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 you're a pastor too, Josh. Um, and you need to start going up there when they say pastors well, in the house. Well, I, I, I know that. I know what you're saying, but I know what you're anyway, saying. But you're a I'm, pastor. You're pastoring. Okay. You're All pastoring. Right. You well, are. You know it. I know, but I mean, still yet. I mean, in the Josh leadership pastors role me half the time. It, in the leadership <laughs> role of it, I know that actually we have pastor just like I'm an assistant pastor. But actually, I'm talking about the head of the house. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And when you call head of the house, I mean, listen, I ain't got no. Hey, oh, I gotta be up there because I'm head of no. I mean, there's a position for each and every one of us in whatever position is called. That's how I well, kind of see I, it. I see it as like, but me, I see what you're saying as well. I mean, when whenever they call past, I don't. I usually linger in the back, um, or like I'll go up in the front and I just kind of because I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I know what you're saying, but I think more and less whenever pastors and stuff are being prayed over, it's for us to have. For to be equipped, yes. to be encouraged, yep. And I know you're pastoring people every single day. You've well. pastored me at times. <laughs> um, whenever I called, I just need an ear. All right, let me have yeah. it. And <laughs> I mean, that's what pastors do. And, yeah, that's right. um, and so I, I say it all. I've, I've preached this at church a couple weeks ago. Um, pastors are not just the one with the title. Everybody's called to pastor somebody. Amen. Amen. I mean, we're all pastoring somebody. And yeah. so um, I don't know. I mean, in this, in this. What God's going to do in this move that's already here. I'm, I'm done already saying here. it's that's coming. It. I'm that's saying it. already here. Whenever we start seeing the harvest coming in mass numbers, I mean, we're seeing the harvest come. I mean, we're seeing people saved. We're, yeah. We've we've baptized four or five in the last two weeks. We're baptizing at least two more this Sunday. That's awesome. I mean, just what God's doing, and it's all of the churches. I mean, every church. I saw yeah. uh, Clarkson Community the other day. They, yes. They's doing a big baptism. Yep. Um, I've heard of another church locally just – um, they did like four or five baptisms out of nowhere. I was yeah. talking to Pastor Chris McGuffin the other day, and they baptized several. I mean, it's just yeah. all of these. I mean, the Lord just pouring His Spirit out. And I know baptism doesn't save you, but it is yeah. a demonstration. It's right. it's it's that manifestation. It's like I'm telling the world. So when you're yeah. a baptized a new believer baptism, you know that's telling the world I've been born again. I've been yeah. blood bought. I'm given. I've yeah. gave my life. And so even though we're not saying it's the baptism saves you, it's the it's the declaration. Yeah. And so when we see all these declarations being made, it's because God's doing something to people's hearts. Yeah. And so, well, I I say oftentimes I say, yep, I don't believe baptism saves you. But the thing about it is, if you've been saved for ten, fifteen, twenty years and you've never been baptized, I got to start to question if you're wanting to even grow, or if you are in a in a in still believing you've been born again. Yeah. Because I believe that is a reflection of what you know like we said it's an outward yeah. emotion of an inward experience yeah. and uh brother mike just said uh brother aaron has done sent chills up and down my back this morning you know brother mike's the one person is worth because what you're speaking man 
Brother Mike's the one going. person I didn't get to wrap my arms around and give a big hug to Sunday well, night. I, I tried so hard, and I couldn't get over to him. I hear you, man. So, so. Brother Mike, I'm going to make sure I come give you a big old hug next time. <laughs> All right. So you know, how, you know how I know I'm Revival? I'm hugging everybody. <laughs> I hear you. I didn't I know. I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm telling you, I know I'm in revival. Um, <laughs> I'm done saying the move of God's coming. I know it's here. Amen. I know Harvest it's here. Harvest is here, brother. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're just preaching on this morning. Preaching on. We haven't even got into John. That's right. I wonder how far, John, did you get to listen yesterday? I, I'm sorry, brother. I didn't. I, I actually helped um, Brad Tucker yesterday. In Ohio yeah. County, okay. And I uh, was laying waterline pipe and stuff and yeah. it just wasn't in position i could really well uh, i'm not gonna lie i didn't wake up till 8 41 yesterday that was awesome 41 8 8 8 41 oh, that's awesome your kids let you sleep at late um actually m- during the summer yeah um even ivy hardly ever wakes up before 10 wow um i, I mean they just sleep yeah and so it was it was awesome i'm i'm thankful you did brother you know very well uh that's something you needed needed it's awesome Hey, well, Jason's been offering for a while. We just (laughs) haven't taken him up on it. He hasn't because he's been saying, well, you know, I could just take the broadcast and give Aaron a a day off. Is that right? He's like, if you need a day off, or there was some reason I needed it. And he's like, yeah, we we got it. But I think that's the first time Aaron's taken him up on it. He probably probably kind of said that during summer because he wasn't having school. Uh Now he's got school and y'all say, all right, Monday's yours, brother. Yeah, Yeah, back when school started. (laughs) Well, we usually don't take it up because we like doing it so much. Um, I mean, I love being here. So I don't like to to miss. I love doing this. Um, And I love all like I scheduled something – for today, and I told the guys, I said, "Yeah, well, tonight. I know. I'm not. I'm not going to be uh, tonight too. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to be there until uh, this. Uh, why? Why can't you be there?" I said, "Well, because I've committed to a radio broadcast." And then he's like, "Oh, okay." Then later on, he said, "Just, um, just kind of uh, curious. What radio station is it?" So I, I was able to give him information. I don't know if he's That's listening awesome. this morning, but. Anyway, so that is, it's uh, a good are. conversation, it is. good witnessing opportunity. I mean, because for real, because sometimes they say, I say, no, nah, Tuesdays, so I get to their place. I, it's happened several times in the past year. I get to their place. They say, so what was you doing this morning? So then I was <laughs> able to tell people. Talk about them, it. So, yep. Yeah. Well, I know where we left off in John now. Okay. Ms. Gretchen, let me know. So if we want to get into it when we come back, we can. We will. But we'll get into it a little bit. here at a break now. All right, let's read our first trivia question of the morning. Again, congratulations to Brother Wells for winning those two backpacks. Tuesday, question number one, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. Who parted the Jordan by striking it with his mantle? Again, who parted the Jordan by striking it with his mantle? 270-257-2689. That's the number to call. Get your name in for this drawing for this two-week period. We'll be right back after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. Welcome back in to this morning broadcast. Uh, A's, what is it? It's August the 8th, 2023. Uh, on this Tuesday morning, we got Pastor Josh in the house. I'm going to call, call him Pastor Josh. <laughs> you love it, don't you? Miss <laughs> Hannah's in the house. And we are just excited for what God has done. We have an answer for this trivia question this morning. Who parted the Jordan by striking him with his mantle? Elijah, Second Kings two eight through fourteen. Miss Rachel Arms got that answer right, right. and also Miss Mary Royalty called in. She knew the answer, 
but she was just a little bit late. But she really also late. wanted to remind us that Brother Phil, who answered questions quite yep. um, commonly, he's in the hospital right now. And yes. We're going to continue to pray for him and believe God for complete healing. And um, I just know. Actually, let's just do that real fast. Amen. All right. Um, one of you guys pray for us. All right. I'll pray. Lord, we come to you right now on behalf of this request that's just given in, Lord Jesus. Yes, We've been yes. praying for him the last few days. Brother Phil, Lord, yes, and also, Lord. Lord Jesus, I know, Lord God, that you can raise him up out of the where he's at right now and heal his body. Total yes, healing, Lord God. We put our trust in yes, you, Lord, Lord Jesus. Sometimes trust we don't understand or realize God, maybe Jesus. why certain things happen, Lord God, but we still know you're in control. Yes, and we pray right now, Lord God, for strength to come on, Brother Phil, yes, even Jesus. right now as we're praying, Lord, him, wherever Lord. he's at, Lord God, there at the VA. Lord God, in that room, you just move upon his life. And also, Lord God, we pray right now for, um, I believe, uh, Brother Floyd Hayes, Lord God. We yes, just pray right now for him and his family, Lord. And yes, also, uh, we just pray right now, Lord Jesus, for different ones that we've been praying for, Lord God, in the last little bit. Lord, we know, Lord God, that you can raise them up out of the bed of affliction. And we just thank you, yes, Lord, Lord, for all that you've done for us and all that you're going to do. And I pray right now for the families. I pray right now for all those, Lord God, that, yes, are, Jesus, that are within the room or wherever they're at, Lord God, that you guide the doctor's hands. And also, we just pray right now, Lord Jesus, for Elizabeth Higdon's, uh, yes, uh, for her daughter-in-law, Sierra, and her new grandchild, yes, Archie. Jesus. Lord, we pray right now, Lord Jesus, for them, that you move upon their life, Lord God. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, of how people will call and people will text and ask us to pray for certain yes, situations, Jesus. Lord God, because we have faith to believe in you to yes, complete Lord. the work that we're praying for. We thank you, Lord, for thank all that you, you've done. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we are in John chapter 17 now. How far how far along they get? Um, looks like to we're starting at verse four. All righty. So they got three verses. How about that? That's like <laughs> our style. <laughs> and let's just read the first three verses again, because I like them and okay. I didn't get to hear them yesterday. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said. So you got to remember, now he's transitioning. So from 13 to 16 is literally their kind of last supper experience. And um, that's where Jesus washes their feet in 13. It talks about foot washing. This is then he starts to tell, he really starts to teach them kind of like the last hoorah kind of thing. Like, you know, this is what I need you to do. Don't, don't. Don't take it personal when they kill you. Um, they hate me, not really you, kind of deal. Like, and they only do this because they don't know the Father. And he's going through these whole chapters, and then he shifts at this point. Now he's moving into his prayer. And what would it have been like to hear Jesus pray? <laughs> I mean, like, because I don't think he he spake quietly. I think it says then then these words Jesus spake and lifted up his eyes to heaven. So. What's he talking about these words? These words were the last four chapters. Yeah. He said once he spake those, then Jesus lifted up his heads, eyes to the heavens and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. So he's looking up and he's saying, Father, it's time. I know it's time. I've done everything you've asked me to do. I just went through this whole words with them. My my people are ready. My disciples are ready. Glorify thy son, that the son also may glorify thee. And so his prayer there, glorify, means honor. Right. Give glory to. Amen. Um, and we don't really think of the cross as glory, but it brought glory. 
Like whenever you're thinking about crucifixion and you're thinking about the the whipping and you think about the thorns and you think about the blood and you think about all these things, that's not really how we would say, well, if I want to give Josh honor, I'm going to put him on the cross. That's right. not, but that's how Jesus received honor. And yeah. that's what he did because he knew once he hung on that cross, he would be king. I mean, he was claiming his ownership. He was winning dominion. He was doing making a way for us. Really what he's doing is John 14. He was making a place for us. Come on. And in that, that brought him honor. And when he did that and brought him honor, it actually honored the father because he was doing it because the father sent him. Yeah. And he was doing it on behalf of the father and all of this so that he could have a people. Right. That he could have a people. Amen. And so he's saying, glorify thy son. I'm ready because what's going to happen is going to bring me honor. And when it brings me honor, it's really bringing you honor because I'm doing this for you. That's right. And um, and then as thou has given him power over all flesh that he shall give eternal life to as many as thou has given him. Because the honor is coming that now Jesus can give eternal life. Eternal life. And I love, I mean, I'm trying not to teach this over again because this is so good. This is John 17 probably is one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. Hands down. Yeah. Um, Ephesians is my favorite book, but John 17 is probably my favorite chapter. I hear you. And then he said, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom had thy sent. So what is life eternal? The scripture just told us that we may know God, and we may know the fullness of who he is, and we may know his son. Amen. Amen. That's life eternal. <clears throat> it sure is, and I'm just so, uh, you know, as... We understand when the Lord was here and he showed his disciples, but John 17, we know that more or less what more importantly, I think when he prayed, you know, we say what the Lord's prayer is. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, they do go to Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But actually this here is where the Lord prayed. This is the Lord's prayer. And one of the one of the things we'll probably get to, I guess, whatever, but one of the main things that he wanted was for everyone to be one, to be one. And I'm thankful that right now we're in a time of where I believe that there's probably a stronger group of people now in this area that sees the importance of becoming one. Mm -hmm. You know, whether mm -hmm. it be uh, this uh, place of worship over here, this church over here, but more importantly, how we as a corporate body, the remnant, should become one. Mm -hmm. And how do we do that? We do that by what? Glory. And we do that by him understanding that, hey, he has given us power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. So in order for us to be in a place of where we completely die out to ourself, of where we receive the eternal life and the power over all these things. See, a lot of times people want the power over all these things without giving up all these things. And see, but unless we give up these things and submit ourselves to him, you know, he gives us power to overcome them, not power to stay in them. I believe too many people have done that. There was somebody that shared a post yesterday on Facebook I saw. I don't remember which one it was, but something like you can't 
to follow the world, you have to, I mean, to follow Jesus, to unfollow the world. Maybe uh-huh. Nancy, Miss Nancy. It could have been Miss Nancy. Let uh-huh. me look that up. Uh, okay. Let me see if Miss Nancy lastly got that. You're, you're proud of me. I say their name right. It's name right. <laughs> hey, you uh, are so awesome, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I was only saying their name wrong for about a year. Then Josh finally told me. Could have told me a year earlier than that. Um, oh, all right. In order to follow Jesus, we will have to unfollow the world. Miss yeah. Nancy said that yesterday wow. on Facebook. I don't think she, she, I don't think that wasn't a share. She may come up with that. She coined that. <laughs> and there you go. That's catchy. I like it. Amen. Um, Amen. She does a lot of good stuff. That's for sure. So. Yes. All righty. Um, let's do four. We're yeah. at four now. So yes. now we just reviewed. Hallelujah. Right. <laughs> and it says, I have glorified thee on the earth. Well, what's Jesus? Who's Jesus praying to? He's glorified the father. And he has honored the Father. He has brought honor to the Father. Yeah. Um, And he says, I've done this on the earth, and I have finished the work which thou hast given me, gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thy own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was beginning. Um, It's going to be hard. It'll take me a year to get through John 17. (laughs) (laughs) I I can tell, brother. That's awesome. We read this and I don't think we understand the weight of what he just said. Right. Because Jesus wasn't created in Mary. Jesus has always been. Amen. Yeah. He surrendered glory to come to earth as man. Come on. And now he's saying, look, Father, I have done what you asked. I have completed the work that you have called me to do. Finish it. Finish it now. Because I know when this work is finished, I get to take up the glory that I had with you before. That's what he was wanting. That was his heartbeat right there. He said, I'm getting ready to take back up everything that I surrendered so that I could walk the earth as a man, so I can empathize and sympathize with everything man goes through, and I can make a way for them to be made right with us. Because without jumping ahead so hard, because he goes in a little bit yeah. later, and I'll, I'll cover right. it again, but he says, Father, make them one with us as I am with you. So here's the beauty. Here's the beauty. Man, I could shout. I'm going to... I'm going to have revival here. Amen. It's not just he's going back to the glory that he had with the Father before. He's inviting us into the glory that he had with the Father before because he's bringing us into the fold. And he's made a way not just for him to be in glory with the Father. He's actually made a way for us to be with him and the Father as well. And so the glory that he had, we actually get to partake of because Peter tells us we are now partakers of the divine nature. And so whenever he's made a place for us, it's not a mansion in heaven where we get to go and have a big old pearly gate ourselves. It's a place in him. So he's made room in him for us so that one, like you just said, he said, Father, make them one with each other. But then he prays, Father, make them one with us. Man, that's good. And and his 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 heartbeat is not he's just getting back into the glory. Now we can come to the glory. Amen. We can live in that glory as well. He's he's made room for us and made us have the ability because he who knew no sin became sin so that we could become the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. And what's he, what's that matter? Because now I have been counted as right. I have been counted as righteous. There is, whenever it comes to the father spiritually, I have been made right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not working to get rest. I'm working from rest because I'm not striving no more. I'm striving to I'm striving for holiness. I'm striving to walk it out, but I'm not striving to be right because Jesus has made me right. Amen. Yes. And so Amen. the the place he's made for me is rightness Amen. and wholeness. Come on. And he has seated us with heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We have already everything necessary 
for us to walk this walk has already been paid for. Yes. We just have to take hold of it. Yes. So why do we live below that? Because we don't take hold. Come on now, Hannah. That's, That's right. it. That's Amen. it. I just think it's so important also to realize in this John 17 how the first few verses that we've talked about here, his prayer, he was more or less praying for himself. And I think a lot of, even myself sometimes, a lot of seasoned Christians or Christians that thinks it's all about, hey, I got to pray for you. I got to pray for this one. I got to pray for that one. But Jesus himself, mm-hmm. okay, prays for him, prays for himself. Right here at the very beginning of these few verses here. So we understand the importance of praying for ourselves sometimes. Even though there's others. I know, Brother Aaron, you pray for me. Sister Anna, you pray for me. In in the way of, you know, we're connected through the broadcast we do here on Tuesday mornings. See, so we pray for one another in that route. But still yet, at the end of the day, when we go to when we go to pray, we, we glorify the Father. We thank Him. And, but still yet, we cannot take away the fact of, listen, Jesus more or less taught us to pray, hey, for ourselves also, mm-hmm. for us to stay humble, for us to stay stay in line with him. If there's anything about us, Lord, that isn't, is not bringing you glory, just like what he said. He said, I've come more or less to glorify the Father. If there's nothing in my life that's not bringing you glory, expose it to me. Because, listen, I'll be honest with you. I'd rather him expose it to me then expose it to somebody else and then tell me. Yeah. And then yeah. if that happens, you're like, all right, wow. But see, you want anything that's not right out of your own life to make sure that you have everything inside of you that's giving glory back to the Father. Yeah. Amen. And if I can show this scripturally. Yes. Let's go to Second Peter <laughs> chapter 1. We may through get through two verses again. All right, verse 3, and it says. You just stay on this for the rest of the day. His divine power, so whose divine power? The Father's, has granted to us all things. I'm going to read from the ESV. All things that pertain to life and godliness. So first thing we're seeing in this verse is that his divine power has granted us to all things that pertain to life and godliness. We're not lacking anything because his power has already paid for it. Through the knowledge of him who called us to be to his own glory and excellence. So He's telling us here in Peter that everything pertaining to life and godliness has already been granted to us through his power. And this is through the knowledge of him. Who's of him? Jesus. It's through the knowledge of Jesus who called us to his glory and excellence. And so everything that Jesus has called us to live in, God has granted us the ability to do. Mm-hmm. and everything that he's called and asked us to walk in, we've already been granted the power to do it. Everything pertaining to life and godliness has already been purchased. It's just we've got to take hold of it, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become what? Partakers of the divine nature. Come on. Now, we never become godlike. Let's not, let's not go there. Like... Some people have gone there. I'm not God. All right? I'm not God. Josh will never be right. God. Never. But what we do is partake of his nature. Now, that is a biblical concept because we were made in the image of God. 
we already had his nature. We were made to partake in his nature originally, but when Adam and Eve sinned, it surrendered that. So they lost the partaking of the nature, and now they lived in a cursed world. And what he's doing now is he's redeeming us from the curse. He's redeeming us from sin, but he's also redeeming us from the separation. So now, once again, like original intent, we can begin to partake of his glory. Yeah. Because whenever Adam and Eve walked in the cool of the day with him, when Adam walked in the cool of the garden, that was partaking. That was partaking of his glory, partaking of his nature. They shared natural things with the communicable attributes, which are the ones we can share, they partook of. Amen. Because they were the nature of who he is. Now, we'll never be omnipotent. We'll never be all-knowing. I'm not, those are the incommunicable. But the ones that we can share, we partook of. And even now, we're to partake of his nature because everything that Jesus did on the cross was for making us, making a place in Jesus, making the place in the Father so that we could become one with him, not so we can get to heaven. Come Amen. on. And That's we've right. got to quit trying to make this whole pursuit getting to heaven. Yeah. I'm not questioning whether I go to heaven or not. I'm questioning how much heaven can I get to earth. And so. And how much heaven's living in me. Exactly. And, Amen. And so this is what he's come to make room for. And so. First, Second Peter is telling us all this, that I have become partakers of a divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. So the corruption that's a result of sinful, sinful desire, Peter's telling me because I am now a partaker because of the knowledge of him and who he is and what he's asked me to do and the power being granted to fulfill that because of the gospel and the good news and the cross. I am not of the corruption no more. I have escaped the sinful desire because he has separated me by his blood. Amen. That's what Peter tells me. That's it. I've escaped that corruption. Yeah. And so many people, just like Peter here, as well as some of the other apostles and disciples or whatever, I believe oftentimes wanted people to understand, hey, I want you to partake of it right now. It ain't something, even though we're preaching, we're preaching salvation, we're preaching eternal life, we're preaching all these things, how it can come to you and you can have that. But it's about doing it right now, partaking of it right now, grabbing a hold of it right now. He's a right now God. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you ain't got to wait till after you leave this world to partake in that. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful that, hey, that there's people that understands the effects of partaking of his divine power right now on this earth. Because without, yeah. I'll be honest with you, without his power in my life, I would succumb to everything that fights up against me. I would yeah. be worried that I would I, I would have to, I would just, you know, I would lose my faith. I would lose this, and I would just say, yeah, I can do that, or yeah, I can do this. But it's because of my his nature that's inside of me that allows me to be empowered to be able to say, hey, that don't even entice me at all. I'm mm-hmm. not worried about the things of this world because I just want to be closer to him and, and tap into this divine power that he's given us. Yeah. Amen. Hannah said earlier, why do we not, why do we live below what God's called us to live? And I would say this at this point, um, I heard a preacher say this the other day, religion has one message and it's try harder. And that's what we live our whole life trying to, trying to try harder. And really, I think we are where we're in the body of Christ right now because we're, we're, we're revelation ignorant. And what I mean by that is ignorant does not mean stupid. Ignorant does not mean anything derogatory. Ignorant is just saying we don't know something. 
And what we operate off of in the church is intellect and not revelation. And intellect and revelation are two different things. And what we've got to have is revelation of the Holy Spirit showing and revealing the Word. Because once the Holy Spirit teaches us and brings all things into remembrance what Jesus had taught us, now it doesn't become a head issue. It becomes a heart issue. And it transforms everything that we do. Intellect changes the mind. Revelation changes the heart. Wow. And what we have to have is revelation that we have been given all things pertaining to life and godliness. And I'm missing nothing. And I'm not trying to try harder. I'm just resting in what he's already done. Yeah. And yeah. we have to learn to operate from rest, not not trying. And here's what happens. When we try, we try not to sin. We try not to do this. What do we do? Sin, because yeah. it's what we focus on. And we've got to get our perspective differently. And our perspective should be Jesus. My yeah. standard, now hear this, my standard is not not to sin. My standard is to be like Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. And if your standard is just not sinning, then that's all you'll ever accomplish. You may fulfill the, the list, but you'll never have a heart change. Yeah. And if you never have the heart change, the scripture tells me this, if I clean the house but don't fill it. Intellect is cleaning the house. Revelation is filling the house. Mm -hmm. Right. And so intellect will tell me to stop sinning. Revelation tells me to start being holy. Wow. And so, because holiness is not about not what I'm not doing. It's about what I am doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And holiness is Jesus. And if I'm ever going to accomplish holiness, it's because I look like Jesus. It's not because I'm morally good. And that's where we start to find power. Yeah. And we think, and I've lived this life, and I know people's lived this life. They think if I can just ever stop sinning, I will change the world. No. Wow. All right. It's not that you stop sinning. It's that you start living like Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's revelation. Like, that's what it is. And intellect changes our mind. Intellect may even change our hand, but it'll never change our hearts. Right. We've got to have revelation. Amen. Amen. Because we can be living completely morally good and doing, checking all the boxes, but yet we can still be giving place to the enemy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And something that Aaron just said that reminded me of something that I've been trying to think of for the last last couple of weeks because I heard it on uh, somebody sent me something. And I know I could go back and probably find it, but it just take me a while, you know what I'm saying? But uh, he said something that made me think of uh, what I'd heard. And he was just talking about preachers and talking about the true word of God and Talk about the difference in living for Jesus and living for just religion. Religion, think about it, okay? And he said, religion says do. Mm -hmm. Jesus says done. Come on. And see, so it's just something about our understanding of how sometimes, I mean, we'll be caught up in, well, I got to do this. I got to do that. Lord, I've got to do, you know, yeah. according to where I'm at and according to, you know, my place in the ministry. Love or, it. Or, you know, I, I've got to do this or in order for me to receive this, I got to do this or I got to do that. But that's what man as well. And maybe, mm -hmm. and Lord, if I've done that any at all, forgive me for it and, you know, convict me for it and show me where I have put that out there because I don't want to put that out there. Yeah. But I want to make sure that people understand that Jesus says done, even yeah. though the religion says do. You know, I haven't, I've shared this with one person really. Yeah. And I'm going to share this open. I'm going to be transparent for a minute. Yeah, and, go for it. Um, in leadership, they tell you not to be transparent because you got to always appear strong. But the, the thing the Lord did in my life Sunday morning was he delivered me from the burden of the weight. Wow. Because whenever any leader, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You feel the weight. 
you feel the weight of budgets, you feel the weight of this, you feel the weight of trying to please, you feel the weight of trying to minister, you feel the weight of all that. And um, life was heavy. Yeah. And the thing the Lord did on me Sunday morning is he reminded me on that altar, it's not about you. This thing does not rest on your shoulders. It rests on my shoulders. All you have to do is just say yes and follow me. And I mean, I got delivered from the weight. And that was, and it's not that, and I'm not saying you're in sin if you carried the weight. I'm just saying for me, it was his burden is light and his yoke is easy. Amen. And religion tells us it rests upon us. It never rests upon us. It rests upon him. And every soul that we see saved is not because I articulate the gospel good enough. It's just because Jesus does the work. We're just a conduit, friend. And this thing does not rest on your shoulders. This thing rests on his shoulders. And religion will tell you that you have to try harder. But the kingdom says, just find me and you find everything. Amen. Because he is the prize. And if we will find him and if we will seek him... Matthew six thirty three. What is it? Come Seek on. ye first the kingdom, kingdom of heaven, and all these things will be added. That's it. And I mean, it's not like it's not like I thought I was doing it. It was just I carried the weight of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I carried the weight of it, and because um, they told you, even in amongst, of course, being a leader in a place of where you provide or you do different things for a ministry or something like that, oftentimes you'll be caught up in thinking that hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and you know, at the end of the day. What have I given to the Lord, really? Yeah. What have I even, have I made time for my family? Have I made time for everybody else, or am I just worried about what I'm doing all the time? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. anyway, that's awesome. Uh, Dwayne Kidd said, just saw this on a church sign, faith is a journey, not a guilt trip. Uh, loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's um, it. I Man. mean, well, the the message of the of religion is shame on you. Yeah. The message of the kingdom has come up here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it. Like, the, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Well, he's yeah. made a way. Amen. He's made a way. That's and, out there. And one, is, one is condemnation. The other one's an invitation. Yes. And Jesus said, I did not come in the world to condemn it, but to save it. Amen. Um, wow. Man, I'm stirred. I'm stirred. Amen. I don't want to go to this heartbreak. <laughs> what the heck? I don't like the heartbreak either. Um, we're going to uh, we'll, we'll continue this. Um, question number two, Tuesday morning, sponsored by Higdon Land Survey. And, and we together remember, please, um, Keith, Miss, Mr. Keith and Miss Elizabeth's grandson, Archie. And um, I know God's going to breathe breath into him. I just feel that in my spirit. I feel like every attack of the enemy is going to be canceled. And I know this. This is what I found so often, Josh. Amen. The the ones that he attacks in infancy with breath is the ones that usually carry a message. Come on. You know that, don't you? Amen. You Amen. know that, don't you? <laughs> wow. Tuesday, question number two. What future disciple did Jesus see through miraculous means sitting under a fig tree? What future disciple did Jesus see through miraculous means sitting under a fig tree? 270-257-2689. Call and get your number in for this two-week drawing here. Two times you can get your name in every two weeks. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All right, we are back here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio. No trivia answer yet, but man, what a time we're having in the Spirit of God this morning. God's moving in big ways. If you need prayer for anything, please let us reach out to us. Let us pray with you. Uh, if you have a testimony you'd like to share what God's doing in your life, please, 270-230-6337. Love to get you get that out there this morning. Um, I love that um, church sign that 
brother <laughs> brother kid red um can we push a little farther in peter yeah let's push a little farther and then we, we'll still have time for mana yeah um all right so now in verse five of second peter chapter one though he says for this very reason make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue so he's saying now we're going to build upon your faith and you're going to build upon your faith with virtue the king james will read it this way add, add to your faith virtue um <clears throat> and then What's it? What's it say? Faith, power, or does it use virtue in there too? It uses virtue. That's what I was thinking. Into your virtue knowledge after that. Yep. Um, and then so virtue, and then virtue with knowledge, and with knowledge with self control, and self control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. He's basically telling us these to grow in the fruit of the spirit, to grow, to grow, to grow. We're not going to have time to break all those down because this is, um, I want to keep pushing a little bit farther. Yeah. For If these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being what? Ineffective. Come on. I love that. For these qualities are yours, are in increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Jesus Christ. In the... In the um, king james it reads as this in verse let's see here for these things be in you and abound they make you that you shall neither be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ so he's saying if we will do everything that just happened yeah and we will allow god to increase that in us we'll never be barren yep and not only will we be ever barren we'll never be unfruitful either so mm -hmm. we're always going to be producing something and we'll always have something hanging off of us for people to eat of yeah mm -hmm. that's good Amen. I, I love it well i mean after you read verse four or whatever i'm sure the people at the time or when you read this you think all right the you know it talks about how when we uh, are partakers of the divine nature okay man we got it but then he said after this mm -hmm. and beside this then we're going to add some things we're going to yeah. put more things into it so that it can in so it can do what it can enhance i looked up that word you know uh, supplement supplement is something that enhances what yeah. is given to you to make it bigger make it better than what you can even imagine yep mm. so it more or less enhances it to the point of where it makes it known better yep and yeah. it's i'm sorry hannah and it's did you mm -mm. i don't want to catch up and it's not only that we've been delivered from the corruption of the world right. it's he's saying this again what we just talked about it's not about just cleaning the house now your house is going to get filled wow because you've not just escaped the corruption, you've walked into righteousness. And now, besides this, what's besides this? The besides this is that you have been changed and that you have escaped the corruption, but it does not stop there. Now you've got to walk this out. And, and it's so the feeling. It's the clean in the house and the filling in the house. A lot of times religion has the message of clean the house but never fill the house mm -hmm. because we always want to be codependent on somebody else to do the work. And so I need my pastor to be righteous enough for wow. both of us. I need on, my mama man. to be righteous enough for both of us. My grandma's righteousness I need to live off of. And so we learn to to clean the house, but we never learn to have a prayer life. Yeah. We learn to clean the house, but we've never touched fasting. We've learned to clean the house, but we never opened the word. Yeah. And so, yeah, I said a prayer at the altar, but I've never walked it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, besides this, now add to this. It's not saying that 
these things are keeping you saved. He's just saying, add to it. Wow. And, and if you'll do these things, he says, you will never be barren. You'll never be unproductive. You'll never be ineffective for the kingdom. And you'll always have fruit. Now, fruit is there. Here's the important thing about a fruit. If I don't have fruit hanging off of my tree, there's nothing being fed to the ones around me. Because when I operate in kindness, it's actually feeding them. That's what fruit really is. And so when we eat the fruit of the Spirit, I'm actually eating of the Spirit. So when we operate in the fruit of the Spirit, people eat of me because I'm eating of Him. And that's yeah. what Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. It's not a braggadocious thing. It's not an arrogance. That's saying, that's saying what are we feeding the people around us? Is it mm -hmm. works of the flesh or is it fruit of the Spirit? And that's what we've got to, because whether we like to admit it or not, we are feeding people around us every single day. They are eating of who you Amen. are. The problem is, what are they eating? That's right. That's right. And so. And if our fruit, I mean, I just got a few things while you speaking there, I'm trying to write it all down. But I mean, you talk about our fruit. If people has come to you to get fed and you never have any fruit. Yeah. There's going to be a point where people say, hey, I'm I not stop. going there no more. Because yep. I'm not getting fed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that's important for us to be fruitful. Yeah. To the point of where they come because of what? Not because of us. No, we know that. We know that to be true. But because of Jesus. Yeah. So if we don't produce the good fruit, therefore, hey, if you're not producing good fruit, I hope you got no fruit. Yeah. More or less. I'd rather you had no fruit than bad fruit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. Can we push this a little harder? Well, yeah, you are, bro. All right. Amen. So, well, <laughs> I, the, the. For so long, pastors and leaders have equated the, the thing they're feeding to people is just the word. Yeah. So I got to preach really well on Sunday or people stop coming back. And so we had a lot of good preaching, but we had no fruit. Yeah. And that's why people stopped coming. It was not that the preaching was bad necessarily. It's because the leaders weren't producing fruit. Yeah. And so, and the people that's teaching Sunday school and the people shouting the house down, well, they got a lot of, they've got a lot of excitement and a lot of zeal and they're giving good words and all this, but there was no fruit to eat of. And, and that, and just coming on Sunday morning and eating of a good sermon couldn't fulfill the sad, the hunger in people's belly. And so while we were preaching good sermons, but then leaving the sanctuary and beating our wives and while we were, yeah. you know, preaching good sermons, then go cuss out our waitresses, Come there's on. no fruit to eat of nope. and people will will lean away from that and it happened all the time you pay well that's harsh Aaron. no it happened yeah i mean it, it's happening all over the world it, it happened and the fruit the fruit of what people really eat of our leadership from yeah. is not happening just on sunday morning no. it's on. happening on tuesday it's happening yeah. on sunday afternoon when we take them out to lunch it's happening when they see how we interact with our wife and our kids yeah it's happening and that's the fruit that's the fruit they really have to eat of yeah. And that's the fruit we haven't delivered most of the time. And so what... And that's why there's a whole mass of people that are have been starved. Yeah. Come on. And that's, that's right. why we're so hungry right now. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's and that's, that's why it. we have a generation that when they leave the youth group and get off on their own and go to college, 4% of them actually come back to the church. I know. That's why? Because they had no fruit to eat of. Yeah. They had a cute flannel glass board and a couple of good pieces of pizza, but they had no fruit. Yeah. They've got yeah. to have fruit. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, you think sometimes even like I've been in, I've been part of the Sunday school there at uh, Madrid for the last 18, 19 years, been the youth director or whatever. But I mean, I'll be honest with you, sometimes, you know, you, you say, hey, do they see the fruit? But then you see them out and they always remember. They may not be 
living it like I want them to live it, to be honest with you. But they say, hey, you're the one that taught. You remember the time you taught this? And I mean, I'm reminded last week we took our nephews out to, uh, we took our nephews out to Walmart. And, of course, the church blesses the kids with a back-to-school mm -hmm. blessing. And so they was able to get some stuff. And uh, the older one, Logan, he's he'll be a senior this time. And so I said, Logan, it ain't going to be long. You know, you're not going to be in a Sunday school program no more. You're going to advance to the adult class. Mm -hmm. And I said, listen, uh, we want to make sure you stay. And we got, fa you know, he's our family or whatever, so hopefully he will. But I'm reminded as he's seen, I'm actually starting to see him, quote, unquote, grow up. Mm-hmm. You know, and even he put a Bible in the cart. He's like, man, that's awesome. I mean, he's got a Bible on his phone, but I said, hey, that's good, but... You got a regular Bible, too. You can just open up. So Rachel seen the Bible in there and said, uh, that's awesome. What, what are you getting that for? I said, well, Josh told us the other day, said, we need to be getting our Bible. Mm. <laughs> and so I thought, wow, you are listening, ain't you? Come so, on. I mean, you know, it's just a blessing to see some of that, some of that seeing, you know, talking about fruit and seed. We often think about you being the pastor, Brother Aaron, how the Lord instills in you what to say to the people. And you may, you probably not hear, but other places when people preach certain things, it's like when they preach them hard or tight, it's like, oh, man, you're going to run everybody off. But see, you've actually got to clean it before you fill it. And I'm reminded about my, what my wife does from time to time when she redoes the house or something like that. Or, you know, when we bring stuff from the garage or bring stuff from the basement to put out something new or something like that. You know, more than likely, those things have set in storage for a minute. So they're dirty. So she's like, whoa, 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 we can't, we can't bring everything in here yet. We got to clean it. And my mindset is like, hold on a minute. We're getting ready to bring stuff up here and probably put things all over the floor and there'll be dirty things go here and go there. And you're thinking, and I, you say, why are we going to clean it before we bring all this stuff out from, said, we got to clean it before we fill it. Mm -hmm. And so it's just something about you think, well, no, let's get it filled. Then we'll clean out around it. And see, that's what she said. She said, when we put things in certain corners, we may not get that corner like we would if it was open. Yeah. And yeah. so she said, we got to clean it before we fill it. So it's just something I yeah. got, man. Man. It's pretty awesome. I got to push for a couple more verses. Uh, We're going to make room. Mean, yeah. We got to. I just can't. <laughs> Go is, for it, man. I mean, this verse no, is. No, it's awesome. But he that lacketh these things. So what things are we talking about? The things he just told him to fill. Yes. He says, he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off. So what's he really saying? He's saying the people who lack these things. Oh my gosh, it's hard. And I got to read this next verse for I can explain this one thing, like this next part. And hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. This is not talking about people who's unbelievers. Mm -mm. No. These are talking about people who's believers. Yes. And he's saying this: you are nearsighted. You only see what's in front of your face. You do not have the eyes of the kingdom, and you cannot see exactly all that God's doing because you're actually not partaking of Him. He's, he's saying, and it gets to the point even as that, that you forget that you were purged. This is how people backslide. Backsliding does not mean you lost your salvation. Backsliding means you're not where the, with the Father where you once was. And so I have backslidden if I'm not as close to him today as I was yesterday. 
That's mm-hmm. not meaning that I've lost my salvation. That does not mean anything. Like I'm just backslidden. I've fallen back. And the reason we fall back is because we forget that we're purged. And the reason we forget, we forget that we are purged is because we can only see what's in front of our face. Come on. And because we do not practice righteousness, we do not practice partaking of the Holy Spirit, we do not practice practice partaking of the divine nature we are just nearsighted and we're caught up with the externals yeah and this is why it's so important to live a life close to him but also live a life live a life that's as high up on the hill as we can get and he who has sins the hill the lord he who has clean hands and a pure heart we've got to climb the hill and stay with him because when we stay with him we have a thirty thousand foot view instead of a just a little nearsighted view and we live in the we live in the valley so long yeah. that we are surrounded by nothing but the externals of captivity because we feel captive and we haven't got a revelation. The reason you haven't got a revelation is because you're not partaking of Him. Amen. A lot of you're, times we're partaking of the darkness that's around us. Yeah. Come on. Yep. That's right. And why do you think the question was asked? He was talking about who shall ascend, but that was in uh, Psalms. Uh, 24 verse 3 it says Mm -hmm. who shall ascend to the hill of the lord or who shall stand in his holy place you know it says and then it goes on he's got me stirred up about this it says he that hath clean hands and a pure heart if you want to ascend to that place hey there's hey in order for you to get there you must have clean hands and a pure heart to want to be there and if you push farther in john and psalm 24 that that really that really meant nobody could go come on Nobody could go. Come on now. Because if you push farther, when he knocks on the everlasting doors, yeah, they say, who is this? And he says, this is me, the king of glory, the Lord mighty and strong, the one that's done the vow. You know what I think that is? <clears throat> I think that's the entrance into heaven after he crucified and resurrected. Okay. Yeah. And I believe when he knocked on an ancient door, nobody was ever allowed entrance into that before because nobody has ever been qualified before. But when he knocked on the door, they said, who is this? And he said, it is I, the Lord strong and mighty. Though I, it's the king of glory, yeah. the one that's righteous, the one that's never sinned before. I have come to make a way and come and make a place for a lot more to walk through this day yeah. after me. Yeah. And I'm telling you what, it's stirring. I'm telling you, you know, I I'm about it. to shout. <laughs> I think you are, brother. You're bursting. If everybody could just My see you right now, man. Here. I mean, for real, the joy I feel in this place right now is pretty awesome. So, I mean, yeah, isn't it amazing, though, when you start to sing the word? I'm reminded about who shall ascend the Lord. Brother Little Cooley, you know, he had that yeah. song, Strong and Mighty or whatever. But singing the word, and that's what we've been doing a lot here lately. Sure. And our services as well. Yeah. You know, it's like singing the word. Why? Because the word is really what is true. Come what on. What is real. What, what is has powerful. Made it powerful. Amen, yeah. Sister Anna. I mean, you know, as, a, as somebody that worships and leads worship and goes into that, that if you sing the word, I, I'm reminded when I say about that, Sister Hannah, when she was down at Wilson Home, when I preached down there for their double Sunday that one time, I remember the Lord coming upon Sister Hannah over here and just leading her in worship in a way that she probably didn't know what she was going to say next because the Lord was just pouring into her, her heart and allowing her to say things and sing. And actually, I thought, man, that's not even a song, but boy, that sounds great worship yep. right there. Yeah, It's just how it works. It yep. And I mean, I never, I understand it, I think. But I'll never be that because I don't sing or nothing. Yeah. But what I'm saying is how the Lord uses different people in different areas of the kingdom to make sure that he gets the glory. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And a lot of times in those moments when we're, the Lord is just like prophetically like singing through you. Yes. 
scripture will come out. And I've noticed that is like times where things I'll be singing, I don't even realize it's a scripture. And then later on, I'll remember it. And it's actually scripture Wow! because it's the Holy Spirit just speaking and manifesting through yeah. and then bringing glory back to him. Yeah. It's amazing. I want to, yeah. And that's what we want to do. I want to sing to him. Yeah. yeah. I just don't want to sing about him. That's no. right. Sing to no. him. That's right. Amen. But, you know, the good news is we can go up on that mountain now. That's it. Because I can ascend because I have clean hands and a pure heart because he gave it to me. <laughs> because of him, that's right. Hey, Amen. And I can sing and I can hear the voice of the Lord because he made a way. And then he says in verse 10, Wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make sure your call and election are sure. What's it King James says? Uh, wherefore rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure. Yes. And then he said, if you, For if you do these things, you shall never fail for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of our lord and savior christ jesus so you more or less told everybody this morning even myself gave us a recipe on how not to fall yep right yeah i mean that's what he just said yep. if you shall do these things you shall never so let's start cooking come on now <laughs> yep i'm ready that's right Amen. i'm ready that's Amen. i mean i'm just i i my heart breaks. I'm going to be honest with you. This is not a condemning statement. My heart breaks for people that I've seen saved for 40 years. I know. I mean, I've said this for months. I have too. And I don't want to look back 40 years from now and be the exact same person. I just don't want to be. Yeah. I want to be closer to him. I want to get closer to him every single day. I want to see soul saved. I want to see the hopeless have hope. I want to see the marriages restored. I want to see the addict set free. I want to see the kingdom of God come. I want to have the eyes of heaven. Brother Lance was talking about this the other day, and I've, I've, this has been in my heart. Yeah. I don't even do YouTube videos. I mean, Facebook videos. And I almost went in there the other day and just made a Facebook yeah. video talking because it's so on my heart. Um, he said that we, we've got to stop seeing things from the eyes of the world. And start seeing things from the eyes of the kingdom. I think that's a good statement. But I'm pushing farther. Yeah. And I said, I don't even think it's seeing through the eyes of the world. I think we have been prone to see things through the eyes of religion. Yeah. And we have not seen through the eyes of the kingdom. And what the Lord doing now is repentance. Repentance is not just turning away from sin. Repentance is changing the way we think. Mm -hmm. And he's actually changing the way we see things and perceive right. things and think about things. He's actually giving us truth and revelation. And so the repentance for me is not, not seeing through the eyes of the world. Because I'm not even watching news most of the time. So I don't even know how the world thinks half the time. Because people say all these things about um, these singers and these current events. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like I heard the other day, Taylor Swift has a big tour going on. Like, I don't, sure, cool. I mean, like, if that's your thing, do it. But I'm not looking through the eyes of the world. But I have for so long even look through certain lenses of religion. That's my pursuit now is I don't want to see anything through the words of eyes of religion. I want to see through the eyes of the kingdom because religion will have me look at something and say, well, if you do this and you do this, maybe God will do this. Yeah. The kingdom says, I just want your yes. Amen. I just want your yes. And yeah, because see what religion does is it puts condemnation and condemnation is that, 
well, God's going to do this if I don't do this. And God's going to do that if I don't do that. And we live with this ideology that God's this mean old man on a throne waiting to hit us with a lightning bolt if we ever do anything wrong. And that's not how the Lord operates. He is long-suffering. He is kind. He is patient. He is, he is merciful. Will he pursue justice? Yes. But as believers, punishment is not ours. Like, that's what we got to remember as believers. The wrath, that's propitiation. That's what it is in the gospel. He has satisfied the wrath. So I will never taste of wrath because Jesus already drank it all. Come on. And so even in my judgment of the of the great white throne, I'm not, I'm not there to be punished for my sins. I'm there to be rewarded for my works. And everything that's not done from a pure heart will be burned up with the hay and stubble. But I'm not there to sit there and be judged for my sin because the Bible said my sin as far as from the east as from the west. It's already thrown in the sea of forgetfulness. That's not meaning why I'm alive. That means forever. He has he already has crucified my sin. I have escaped the corruption of the world. My sin has been forgiven. It has Amen. been forgotten. It has been buried with Christ. And I am a new creation. And so we've got to stop living with this concept that God's going to punish us all the time as believers if we make a misstep or make a do things or or he's going to do this or he's going to do that. The Lord is for his people. Will right. he will he discipline us? Yes, but we have such a mindset that discipline is just hurting. Discipline is correction. Come on. And do we do I smack my kids on their butt? I have. I I'm not against spanking. <laughs> But the intent of any disip, disciple discipline is is building up. Yes, mm-hmm. it's not just for punishment. He's not punitive for the sake of punitive, just because he wants to be mean. Yeah, the only times he's ever he he's dis, discipling or dis, discipline is for us to grow. Yeah, and but yet I think as believers we are just always <laughs> looking through this lens of religion that if I don't perform to excellence, God's not going to like me this day, and He's going to punish me. Right. We don't even think of our heavenly father like, I mean, our earthly fathers like yeah. that. Come on. And why would we treat the heavenly father like that? Yeah. He has, yeah. he, he has given us this thing. Hannah was in this um, mindset for a while and she kept on, she was, she was talking about this. He has given us this beautiful thing called rest. And that's in Hebrews 11. Because Hebrews 11 said that all these great men and women of faith, they did amazing things. He bragged on them. He celebrated them. He never really criticized them, but he said one thing at the end. They never entered into rest. Mm. Wow. And we as believers have rest. Rest does not equate to laziness. No. Mm -mm. Rest Mm -mm. does not equate to apathy. That's right. Rest means that I'm I'm laboring not from a place of have to. I'm laboring from a place of joy. And I was in the barbershop yesterday with my little boy, and... I can't tell you if I would have said this months ago, but here was here's where my heart is now. Yeah, they were talking about how they hate adulting, they hate life, they hate work, and all these things. And I mean, it's just like I hate hate this, I hate that. And I'm just like, you know, I kind of love what I do. I said I get to pastor, I get to love people. Like I'm sitting here in my brain, and then it come out of my mouth. I did. I just spurted it out. <laughs> I said, I said this is this is no time to, you know, be this woe is me. I'm just struggling yeah. to make it through. We live in the kingdom. We have a God who is the king of the universe, the Lord of lords and the king of kings. He's bigger than anything we'll ever face. He'll take the impossible and make it possible. No cancer, no diabetes. There's no addiction too strong for him. He give, He's given me these beautiful family, this beautiful kids, these beautiful yeah. wives. He's given this, this amazing body, these sin and revival. Why, who are we to sit there and mully grubs and say, oh, I hate adulting. 
Like, seriously, stop it. Like, this yeah, isn't the real. kingdom. What yeah. fruit are you letting people eat of? Yeah. And so I'm just sitting here stirred saying, I've got rest. Amen. I've got rest, and that's what he died for. That's right. And religion will tell us to try harder. The kingdom says, find him. What wow. we should hate is adultering with other things and Come cheating on, on the Lord. Shoot. Not adulting. That's right, man. Man, that's powerful. Sorry, that, no, the Lord that's, that's been on my heart lately yeah. is how how we cheat on how often do we cheat on the Lord with other things? Yeah, yeah. But yes, the joy of the Lord is our strength, and that's awesome. That is awesome, yeah. Aaron, because that was something I wanted to bring up earlier. Was when we start to operate in joy, when we start to enter into okay, this rests on the Lord's shoulders, not on my shoulders. Then what our calling is starts to become a hobby and not a obligation, mm-hmm. and not something that drains us. It starts to become like I wake up for like I live for this. I live for witnessing. I live for pastoring. I, this is what I'm here for. That's this is it. my hobby. I do it. I'll do it after hours. I mean, as long as my family's taken care right. of and everything else. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just that passion, that drive. It can. It doesn't have to die out. Yeah. And I think that's what other revivals have. It, it's like all this hype, but then the foundation wasn't laid right, and things weren't getting burned away. So then it burns out. Mm-hmm. It will burn out. But I, there's a sustained revival that we can still keep the passion, keep the drive. It doesn't have to burn out. Yeah. Amen. That's Love awesome. it. Hallelujah. Ah, I like <laughs> it. We're going to read this second trivia question, take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with man on Monday on this Tuesday morning. It's only man that is ever permissible to be held for the next day. (laughs) That's it. What future disciple did Jesus see through miraculous means sitting under a fig tree? What future disciple did Jesus see through miraculous means sitting under a fig tree? 270-257-2689 is the number to call in. Get your name in for this drawing every two-week period. You can get your name in twice. We are excited. Again, uh, congratulations, Brother Wells, winning those two backpacks full of school supplies. We'll get it over to you. Until then, we're going to take a break. Uh, We'll be right back here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All righty, we are back here on this beautiful, beautiful August the 8th, 2023. And what a day the Lord has made. We got an answer for this trivia question. Brother Josh Newton got it correct. Go, Brother Josh. Good job, Josh. Hallelujah, Josh. I had a text come in, and I told the guy, I said, sorry, but you got to call it in. He said, man, I'm driving. But I know <laughs> it. So I know it. It's just how it is. You know, it's how it is. So. Yep. Anyway. Uh, he he got, he got it right. So Good job, uh, gets Josh. in there for that two-week draw. And we got, had every answer this, every question this um, week. Man. You know, answer so You're far. On a roll, brother. We're on a roll. That's right. On a roll. Remember to the pray with us. The answer was. Oh, I guess that would be good. Nathaniel. <laughs> Nathaniel, okay. Uh, John 148. Um, let's continue to remember a few people that we're praying for right now. Brother Phil, who's in the hospital. Yep. Believe in God to, to heal, restore, revive, and make whole. Uh, Brother Floyd Hayes, he's in Owensboro this morning, still running some tests. I think he had a heart attack yesterday. I was able to visit with him for a little while. And, um, I'm going to try to get over there and see Phil today. That's my goal. Um, wow. And pray with him. And uh, also little Archie, who yeah. is um, Mr. Uh, Keith and Miss Elizabeth Higdon's grandson. He's a NICU at Norton Children right now. So um, just a few of those that we're praying for. We prayed for them earlier, and we'll continue to pray for them. Amen. And, um, and so I'm just, man, I'm just stirred right now. And um, God can do anything. Man, <laughs> at this point, right. I'm just telling you, yeah. like, We've got to start seeing through the eyes of the kingdom that there is nothing 
impossible with our Amen. God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So. And that God is in control and that he's worthy of our trust. Because I was telling somebody this, like, old me, like, uh, what's fleshly me, I guess, has the propensity to, like, freak out during a crisis like to just go running with like oh my gosh oh my gosh like yeah but it's like the lord will the holy spirit will help me have this like really calmness during things like this like during crazy uh, crisis situations and i know that it's him because i know there's no way i could be calm right during something because yeah. i'm like oh my gosh but i just i think my faith has grown i've seen him work and not only that but i trust him like I trust that no matter what happens, he is at work. He's working. Man. He's making a way. He has a purpose and a plan. He's teaching. He's using it to strengthen us. He's gonna show it. He's gonna reveal his plan in all of it. That's right. Amen. Amen. And I just trust that. Yes, that's good. All right, Josh, take us into your manna. All right, then. Here we go. So. Hallelujah. I'm. Manna on Monday on here on Tuesday let's, morning. Let's feast off of Josh's <laughs> fruit this morning. Well, I'm not I'm not in Second <laughs> Peter, but I'm in First Peter one five. <laughs> so okay. it says, "Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time." I'm sure there's so many of you that can testify about the keeping power of God, how He has kept you without you even knowing the way. In order for you to understand the keeping power of God, you must first realize that it was given to you through your faith for salvation by the power of God manifested through your life. There's a reason you have been kept by his power, and that's so it can be revealed in these last days. In order for Jesus to be revealed in you, you must be ready for it. Mm -hmm. The activation of the power of God was given to you by your faith unto salvation, but will be revealed through you by your readiness to be obedient to the call of God on your life. This is a time for the revelation of God to shine forth through you. If you've been kept by the power of God, then it's your time to shine forth and reveal unto people who he is through your life. In the beginning of this letter, Peter was actually speaking to the strangers. Don't become a stranger to the power of God that needs to be revealed through your life. Be strong, stay strong, and we are strong. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually read that about the um, when Peter opened the letter in First Peter. He said, "Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to these strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, and Asia, and all these places." But see, that's who he was. See, I believe that even understanding that setting in churches we have people that are becoming strangers to the call of god in their life mm -hmm. and see because if we are not allowing the call of god to be revealed through our life and therefore we are more or less neglecting the call yeah and i mean i i just want to i want to encourage the body of christ to make sure that hey we're the ones that the lord is revealing through us for others to yeah. see can we push a little farther yes, on that? I love that. Yeah. I'm telling you what, we're pushing everything this morning. <laughs> yeah. I think that people 
neglect the ministerial call on every one of our lives. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. You don't have to serve as a senior pastor have a That's minister right. call. Everybody's called to minister yeah. in some way, form, or fashion. Yeah. Because we actually forget the greatest call. Yeah. And the first call is to be transformed in the image of the Son. Amen. And that's Romans 8. And so he goes, he knows those who he foreknow, he predestined. And what he predestined to? To become sons, to be transformed in the image of God. And those he predestined, he calls. The call is to be glorified. The call is to be like him. The call is to be there. And because we neglect that call, the call to serve then is neglected because we actually don't call get the call to be. And because there's a call to be, and then there's a call to serve. And I think because we neglect the call to be, we never get to the call to serve. And or we or we neglect the call to be, but we still we try to serve and then it's ineffective. Yep. Wow. Or, or we just let somebody else do the call to serve. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, but the call to serve and the call to minister and the call to labor and the call to pour yourself as a drink offering, it's it's a gift, not a burden. Yeah, and I guess one of the reasons that I know you was talking to me about it, said, listen, you need to be up there in that pastor's thing. But I know that all of us are called to minister, right? Sure. So if I was to say, so we're saying this because I say this as well. If we're in a church anywhere, we say, who's a minister in here? Sometimes when you go to different services, sometimes they'll recognize the ministers and sometimes they'll recognize pastors. Okay. Yeah. So if we're saying that we're all ministers... Shouldn't everybody stand up? Everybody, everybody. Yeah, you should. Sh- you should you stand know, up with an excitement. I know, like, I know. me, <laughs> me, me. <laughs> but Honestly, that's why you know that's why sometimes when I say, well, when you actually say, everybody's actually minister. Yeah. But I've been at several revival service or services, and they they honor the ministers, and then they take it a step further and honor the pastors. It's not saying that one's greater than another. Yeah. But whatever your office is, be be who you want you to be in it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think sometimes, you know, maybe yeah. I don't, when they say, all right, who's the pastor of the church? I don't really step into that. Even though I know I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm destined and I know I'm pastoring the people because I'm the system pastor or whatever, but actually the leader. So we know that all of us are called to minister. And in order mm-hmm. for us to do that, and because listen, it's got to be revealed. Because I'll be honest with you, there's probably people, there has been times in my life with Christ that I've been at Madrid that see as a pastor and assistant pastor, you think, oh, they're the ones that are more on fire for the Lord than anybody there and anybody that. But I'll be honest with you, throughout the years I've been at Madrid, there's been times to be flat out honest, probably people in the congregation has been more on fire for the Lord at certain times than I was. Yeah. Because of why? Because what they're doing behind closed doors Mm -hmm. what they're doing in secret what they're doing when i don't see them they're still doing it Mm -hmm. you see and sometimes we get the mindset of oh you're the you you know and sometimes you'll only go as far as the leaders will take you Mm -hmm. why because you're behind that leader and i'm glad there's leaders in my life that's taken me farther now than i've ever been before not only my leader at uh, the church there brother billy but also in my family as far as my mom and dad Mm -hmm. you brother Aaron, being the leader of this like this church here but also this community we have a group of leaders that's wanting to push and wanting to go farther than we as a body have ever been 
And I'm yeah. talking about all those that was at church, the the eight pastors that was there Sunday night. I ain't talking about just Madrid or just Bethel or just New Life Vision or just Stennisville or just Hudson or all these places that we talk about. But I'm talking about I believe there's a group of pastors that has been more, more involved and more oriented and taking a body further than it's ever been. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yep. So, hallelujah. Anyway. All right. I'll tell you something that I've been pondering on a lot is that, like, the most important thing is that, like we said, the first call to be, to be a son and a, or a daughter, um, and to be conformed to the image of the son. And most importantly, if God knows our name, that's the most important thing. There you go. But at the same time, does hell know us? Uh-huh. Because when we start to shift and and think, okay, what am I doing to the kingdom of darkness? Like, what? Come on. What am I? Because that shows us what we're actually doing, how far we're spreading the gospel to people. Because we're not, the enemy's not going to mess with us, and we're not going to be upsetting the kingdom of darkness if we're just storing up all the blessings God's given us and all the gifts and all the spiritual things, and we're not sharing it. But when we start to actually share it with others and start to actually call down those the darkness and start to actually go and bring the light into the darkness we're hell's gonna know us that's right (laughs) hell's gonna know us and it it brings me back to a conversation we had i think aaron you led the conversation Uh, if i can remember i can't it was something about like if we're not facing like uh pushback what are we doing it was something along those lines if you remember you remember Mm. yeah i mean if you have no adversity, you probably have no progression. Come on now, that's what I was going to say. Because the greater the force forward, the greater the force pushing back. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, Josh Newton says, yes, and right now we are called to work because the harvest is plentiful. We all need to step up. Our time is now. I'm ready to Amen. work. Amen. That's right. Let's go. Let's do it. And, and I know their heart is. And I know, yeah. you know. So, yeah. yeah, God's called them for such a time as this. And... um Hannah's right. Like, if there's no, like, adversity. Now, this is a word for the hour. Adversity is not the punishment of God. It's actually the development of your character. Mm-hmm. And and the Lord will allow diversity to hit you. I mean, adversity to hit you because adversity is actually the thing will develop you, not define you. But if you never have opposition, you probably never have character growth. You never have the, the, the gold being refined by the fire. If you're just marching forward and everything's just happy go lucky, then you're probably putting the enemy on no notice Come because on. he will hate it. Now, it's not the Lord instructing the enemy, but it's the Lord allowing the enemy because in that, just like Job, Job was a righteous man, but Job got purified some more. Yeah. Job got some more revelation. Yeah. Job got developed. Everything was restored unto Job. God was not punishing Job. God was developing Job. And and so adversity is actually the mark. Uh, people hate hate me when I say this. because And I'm not preaching it because I want to bring adversity. I love it. Or bring opposition or bring trials. But adversity is actually the mark of progression. But we need to get used to it because if we're bringing the light to the darkness, we're going to make all of hell mad. Yeah. We're going to make the demons in people. We're going to stir up trouble. Yeah. And we should be stirring up trouble. Yeah. And we, because we, we should have that passion, that, that burden for lost souls, for people who are in the darkness that need to be pulled out. And it's not us that's doing the saving, but God is, wants to use our bodies. He wants to use us to spread and to, to be that light to other people. 
And I think that's where the church, like, and I'm taking responsibility for this, like getting comfortable in the four walls, getting comfortable in church with church people. And I love church people. I can't do life without the body. Lord, no, I, I can't. I have to have accountability. I have to have community. I love the church. But when is the point when we're gonna start going out and taking everything that he's given us and start doing it. And that's preaching to myself because it's, it's uncomfortable. It's not, it's not always easy and it is awkward at first. It's been awkward, but after a month or so doing it now, it's, it's getting easier. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I will say that it was, it was really awkward at first. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I believe she said something uh, very key there that everybody that, you know, uh, I tease people that Hannah, you've been younger age or whatever, but then anyway, I tell Maddie all the time, I said, pretty much you're my age now don't worry about it <laughs> we're pretty much the same age but yeah. see having people that is younger that realizes that that accountability aspect of it yeah that i should be honest with you that she has more revelation about accountability than a lot of people that sure. is older than us that have quit on the church that have quit doing this quit being committed quit being faithful and then you know then there's no accountability yep because i mean oftentimes if you're not around a certain amount of people that is like-minded as you and is accountable like you what's going to happen is you're going to feel uh you're going to feel like you're doing what you're supposed to do you're going to feel like everything's all right you're going to if you don't see no desire from nobody else to be pushed further than what you are and therefore you're yeah. probably still where you're at I got another scripture. I know you do. All right. I see it. Because, <laughs> again, I want to stress this. We got yeah, five minutes. That's good. Adversity is not the punishment of the Lord. It's the development from the Lord. Come on. And Somebody needs to hear that. James Amen. 1, 2, my brother counted all joy Glory. when you fall yeah. into verse tr- temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Now, that's a word none of us like. But patience is really interpreted long suffering. So I can in long suffer, I can be patient, but I can be joyful in the patience. So even while I suffer, I'm patient and I'm joyful because this happens. But let patience have her work it perfect work that you may be what perfect. So when we allow adversity to produce something in us called patience, patience then produces something called perfection and entire wanting nothing because whenever we are developed by the adversity then we are lacking nothing and the the problem with the church is not that we are that is just apathetic in place is that we don't like to walk through anything we think the lord's just going to bring us out of everything because we really want a sugar daddy not a god and so we want something that will deliver us but israel israel got delivered many times but they never learned the lesson yeah Mm -hmm. and sometimes we got to be developed and what we want to do is the microwave generation we're just automatically taken out of it but really sometimes um when you walk through some valley and you walk through some heartaches and you walk through some situations it's not the definer of who you are it's the developer who you're going to be and god is using that trial he's using that temptation he's using whatever's happening so that you will actually become perfect and whole and lacking in nothing yeah, and I believe there was, uh, no, I never realized this till you read that about, it said work and patience. Mm-hmm. If there's two things probably as a whole that <laughs> this society likes, it's a work ethic <laughs> and it's and patience. patience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's maybe, true. maybe that, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I said, I tease my dad and I tease my father-in-law a lot sure. about how they're at the age where really they don't want to call it retire, but I said they could slow down a little bit. You know, I said, listen, I need y'all to. I said, because when I get your age, 
I really, really want to. <laughs> but if I know I have people in front of me that push on to the thing about my pet ball, sure. my pet ball over there is redoing a barn by itself yep. off of scaffolding, off of off of a tractor. And here he is, 85 years old, and he's up there 20 foot in the air in a, in a, in a uh, lift off a tractor hammering these boards up and everything. And here I am thinking, man. I don't even know me, 40-something years old, I'd want to be doing that now. I know. And, you know, it's just the desire you have. Because why? Because that's all you know. Mm -hmm. If all you know is work, and this verse of Scripture, all I want to know is work, and all I want to know is being patient. To the point of where I know that everything that has been, you know, spoken over me, everything that has been prophesied in the Word of God, everything that I have lived, Hey, if I continue to work and be patient in it, it's all going to come to pass. Yeah. So, yeah. And I don't know who that's for this morning, but I just have to, I just, I, I think Hannah's right. Somebody needs to hear this. Adversity is not the punishment of the Lord. It's the development that he's given to you. He's yeah. developing you for tomorrow. Amen. And, um, you know, don't, don't resent that. Don't, don't feel like it's. A punishment for you Mm-mm. that's right um because you know it, it's just it's really a it's i want to say this and again we're not inviting situations right like, that's not what we're signing up we're not going up in the back connect table and signing up for the suffering team right all right <laughs> that's not what we're doing but when it does happen know that he is with you amen and realize that adversity is actually a gift Mm-hmm. And it's Come a gift now. used to creating you the perfect whole person he's actually yeah. designed you to Hallelujah. be. That's right. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, so, and just realizing that that's a gift. I mean, sometimes that's tough, but I'm telling you, that is, Brother Aaron. I mean, yeah. I see it. I see it. I yeah. see it. I'm sorry I was so preachy this morning. I feel like I dominated this morning. No, I'm you, sorry. We do not great, apologize man. for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Don't do uh, not. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And see, ain't that so wild sometimes? Hannah will think that. Well, think people think, oh, I'm doing what the Lord told me to do, but I'm sorry I'm dominating. Hey, if the Lord's telling you to do it, dominate on. You do it. We'll, we'll sit back and just amen. And <laughs> well, I don't know right. if it's the Lord or my excitement. <laughs> no, you're good. It. We're all excited. And, you know, I don't think I, in the past year I've been here on Tuesday morning. I don't think during break I've ever high five you, but I did yeah. today. <laughs> <laughs> Revivals in the house. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm we're got about thirty seconds. Anybody got a final word? No, nah, I mean I just want to you know say uh, don't forget if any pastor anybody out there leader like to come to the prayer meet tonight uh, at Madrid. Uh, it'll be tonight at six o'clock. So Amen. Anyway, that's what we have. Um, if there's any young adults listening, it'll be uh, next week. Will be our next one. Next Monday, six thirty. Uh, is that the one I'm going to? Yeah. All right. I like it. All That's right. That's the one he's fixing supper, ain't he? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Yep. Right. <laughs> we'll talk more about that tomorrow. <laughs> All right. All right. Love we're, you guys, though. We're out of here. We'll Be see blessed. you tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central Time, here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio, on the Box 2 Radio Network. <laughs>